usual service. It really was. I still laughing about it and enjoying the number of people that I got to see again and we hadn't seen in a long time. And I would say, where'd he go? I turned around and looked for him. He's gone. <laughs> there he is. hiding over there. But anyhow, uh, the number of people that we knew that uh, we got to lead the Lord personally or got saved here in this church over the years. And it was just a good time together. I guess he's through. He didn't say, so I guess it's my time. Minute Harden, are you through too? She quit too. Look at that. I laugh at Barry and that tape recorder he's got though every time I sit over there and I said I looked at that thing I cringed I said he ain't gonna play that thing again <laughs> sure enough here come advertisement <laughs> but it turned out good it really did and I laughed at the, the lady that was there she jumped up when she seen me walk around the corner of the house and by the swimming pool she said I told you, she said, I told you, she talking to her husband, that was him. I knew it was going to be him. I knew it was going to be him. <laughs> and I got around there, and it was my dentist, I mean, my eye doctor's receptionist that uh, me and her had got together down there one day. I was uh, getting my insurance and everything straightened out, and I was talking to her about the Lord, and she never got over it. But uh, it was just a good time we had with the people there. If you would, please, turn your Bible, first of all, to Colossians chapter 1, and then find John chapter 1. Just uh, some verses I want you to turn to. I, I said this morning, I'm, I got my new Bible, and I'm breaking it in and reading through it again. And I have got such blessings out of going back and just studying. I'm not talking about just reading. Now, it's, there's a difference. Uh, to me anyhow and just reading the Bible through for your own pleasure and studying the Bible and uh, what I what I look for an old preacher told me years ago right after I got saved he said if you want to really enjoy the Bible look for Jesus on every page and and that's the truth and uh, hey I didn't see you come in good to see you tonight uh, it is I Something I wanted to tell you. What was I going to tell her? Do you remember? There's something now. No, no. <laughs> that weren't it. <laughs> I don't remember saying that either. But doggone it, something is. Uh, you know, I, I'll think of it. Might be in eternity, but I'll get it. But, uh, Anyhow, as I was studying this week, fresh and you going reading back through the Bible, uh, I just got all excited when I got to the story of Joseph. And what a beautiful story. If you've never studied the story of Joseph and, and uh, the, the whole story, not just the, uh, you know, we've heard many stories for children about the coat of many colors, but... Uh, Joseph in the Bible is a type of Christ and he portrays Christ all through the story of Joseph and he even told his brothers at the end he said uh, y'all thought it was yours that you tried to kill me he said it was all in the plan of God 
that uh, this should be done, that I might be a blessing to you. And uh, he ended up blessing his brothers and being uh, like the king of Egypt and standing in the place of the king and being able to take care of him. And I, I looked at that and I said, man, what a story. And it's a perfect story of the Lord Jesus. And then I got over in the book of Deuteronomy and I started reading all these names and things and I said, I declare, you, you take some of the names and you follow through them and, and listen now, everything in the Bible is there for a purpose. That's the reason it's very important. And I used to skip over these names because I can't say those Jewish names and it's hard for me to, you know, to pronounce them as I go. <clears throat> and then one day I realized uh, did you know that Rahab the harlot is in the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ? Did you know that? I mean, and think about how the loins of Rahab the harlot came the lineage of Christ Jesus. And it's all given to us in the book of Matthew. And all of those names have a reason. God put them there to show you all the way from the beginning to the very end of the Bible is about one person. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And what I want to speak to you tonight is what is the purpose of the Bible. Now, look with me please in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16 and verse 17. <clears throat> Let's go back to verse 15. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by Him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether it be thrones or dominions, our principalities, our powers, all things were created by Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and by Him all things consist. Now back up with me now to John uh, chapter 1. <coughs> John chapter 1, look at verse 3. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. I read that, and I, you know, I, I talk a lot about that pine tree out there. Somebody said, I don't believe in God. All you got to do is look at that pine tree. It, it came from some, I sure didn't make it, did you? Nobody else did either. No human being can do that. God had to make that thing. And you think about it, that pine tree out there consists, or it's there because God made it. Now, you think about that. What I, first of all, number one, Christ Jesus is a subject of the Bible. Now we know there are many subjects in the Bible, but God's Word makes it very clear the main subject of God's Word is Jesus Christ, God's Son. And there are several ways Jesus and His perfections are presented in the Bible. Number one, Jesus Christ is presented to us as the Creator. Now in the beginning, verses of the Bible, God records the creation of the world by God. But the word God in the beginning of Genesis is Elohim. And that word for God there in the Greek and the Hebrew, which means God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It's not just saying God. It has to do with the Godhead itself. In the beginning was God. And then you look at John chapter 1. And verse 1 said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And then go down to verse 12. But as many received Him, to them gave He power to become the uh, Son of God, even to them that believe on His name. And then verse 14, And the Word 
Go back to verse 1. In the beginning the Word, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, that's Jesus, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And what I tell people all the time, they come up to me and, if you show me God, I'll believe in one. Well, all you have to do is look at Jesus, because He is God. Amen? And the Bible makes that plain. So number one, Jesus is the Creator. Uh, yet, when you read the New Testament, it clearly states all things were made by Christ Jesus according to Colossians 1, verse 16 and 17. This does not mean, though, God the Father and God the Holy Spirit had no part in creation. But it does say clearly Jesus Christ was the main actor in creation of all the universe. Therefore, all the universe shows Jesus' handiwork, and it is perfect. Amen? I, my wife thought I was crazy, but she bought me a, a telescope. And I, I love that crazy thing. It's a big old telescope. And I got it over, to, over my lake place because over here, all the lights, you can't see everything. But you get over there away from some of these lights and you see the stars and the moon and everything's so much perfect and, and or better. And I got over there one night. It was pretty cold too. And I got laid on my back on that cement with that thing looking up at the moon. And I... I've always heard the man in the moon, the man in the moon. All right, it ain't just a bunch of rocks. But uh, I, found, I found that out. But did you ever think about this? When you look at the moon, you look at the perfect creation of God. That thing sits right out there. It looked like it just sitting, hanging out there in space. You know what keeps it from falling? The Lord Jesus Christ. I laugh at these crazy people say, uh, what is it, planets getting too hot? Uh, Seas are melting, the ice cap is melting, the seas are rising. And I heard a scientist say just last night on the radio, uh, on the TV and the news, he said, yeah, it's rising about one inch every 100,000 years. Well, I got news for him, I ain't going to be here. Let her rise, amen? The crazy thing is they don't understand what the Bible says. You know what the Bible says about that? that the word of the Lord Jesus Christ holds that to see back. That's the only reason they don't overcome the word, the land. Because Jesus said you stay right there where you are. Them waves lapping up on the sea, they can only come so far because Jesus has drawn a line for them. And they can't come no further. And the, and the, uh, the psalm says so. And so I'll believe them over. What's that guy has got the whole world in his hands right now? Uh, the scientist? He's a nut. But anyhow, I can't even remember his name. What's his name? Huh? Fauci. Fauci. I got news for him. I know one over him, and God is. Amen? And it's the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the first thing you find when you study the subject of Jesus of the Bible is Jesus is the great Creator. Number two, you find in Jesus Christ as the ruler of the world. Jesus Christ, as the creator of the universe, gives him the right to be the ruler of the universe. Now, if I was making a sandcastle, and I made me a sandcastle, and it's mine. I made the thing. I got the sand up. I made it, and I made it just like I wanted. You have no right to come over and kick it over. It belongs to me. Amen? And when you think of Jesus being the Creator, 
and somebody said uh, uh, the devil's going to rule over the world and principality and power is going to rule over the world. Oh, no, they're not. Jesus is going to be the ruler of the world because He made it. Amen? And so we know He's the ruler of the world. Uh, we know the Scriptures give the supreme so, uh, sovereignty of God the Father, yet it is God's purpose that Christ should rule the world. Uh, turn over to Psalms with me just a minute. Psalms chapter 2. Psalms chapter 2. Listen to these verses beginning in verse 8. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O you kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest He be angry, and you perish from the way when the, His wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in Him. God the Father, purposed in that very tongue, uh, shall, that every tongue shall confess that Christ is Lord, and the Knee, every knee shall bow to him. Turn over to Isaiah just a minute. Isaiah chapter 45. Isaiah 45. I want to begin to read in verse 21. Tell me and bring them near. Yea, let them take counsel together. Who had declared this from ancient time? Who has told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? And there is no God else beside me. A just a God and a Savior. There's none beside me. Look unto me and be ye saved all the ends of the earth. For I, for I am God and there's none else. I have sworn by myself the word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return that unto me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear. Surely shall one say, In the Lord have I righteousness and strength, even to him shall men come, and all that are incensed against him shall be ashamed. And the Lord shall all the seed of Israel be justified and shall glory. Brother, those verses, you take Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 through 12. The history of man records his rebellion against God, Psalms chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. But it's also revealed that Christ is awaiting the day when his full sovereignty is expressed over the entire world. Psalms 110, verse 1. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit down my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. That's not yet, but it's going to be. Amen? Yes. And I know it's going to be because it's God's Word. Notice something. The day is coming then when Jesus Christ will be Lord over all, sin will be judged, and the sovereignty of Christ will be revealed according to Revelation 19, verse 15 and 16. Christ's sovereignty is shown in his relationship to the church. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22 and 23. Jesus Christ is sovereign over the world, over Israel, and over the church, which means Jesus is the supreme judge of all men. I was preaching yesterday, and I was saying some things from the Bible that hit me all of a sudden. I need to make an explanation here. I didn't tell them that, but I stopped a minute, and I said, I want to explain something to you. This is not Baptist stuff I'm preaching to you. This is not Catholic something I'm preaching to you. This is not Methodist church something I'm preaching to you. This is God's Word. 
And afterwards, the family come up to me. He said, that's the first time I've heard a preacher say it like that, and I believe it 100%. And brother, I do too. When I preach something, I want people to understand that Jesus is sovereign. Not the Baptist church, or not the preacher, not some priest. Thirdly, Jesus Christ is the incarnate Word, which means Jesus is a physical embodiment of what God is. He reveals the nature, the being of God, His wisdom, His power, His holiness, and His love. Now, we could have never known fully those things about holy God without Jesus Christ coming and reveal the nature and being of God. John 1.1, Jesus Christ is the Word of God, or the expression of what God is. Through the expression of Christ Jesus, man can come to know God in a more uh, accurate and detailed way than any other way or means. You know what the word, when it says in the beginning was the Word, do you know you take words to describe something? Uh, somebody said, well, I saw something the other day, and that's your say-so, or somebody else's say-so. <laughs> but when you take words to describe something, it gives you in detail of what it is. And God's Word cannot be broken. And when God says something, in the beginning, in the beginning was the Word, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, He said, I'm going to give you in word form what Jesus really is. So when you read the Bible... It explained all about God in Word. Now, number one then, the purpose of God in the Bible is to reveal Himself to His creatures through Jesus Christ. You want to know God? Simply get to know the Lord Jesus then. Number four, Jesus Christ is God's Savior. From the beginning of man's creation, his fall into sin, and ended up in a new heaven and new earth, in the, is the work of Jesus Christ as Savior. And through the Bible, God's Word. Christ is a promised seed who would conquer Satan. Genesis 3 and verse 15. Isaiah 53, John 1, 29 tells us He will bear the sin of the whole world. Hebrews tells us Jesus is a sacrifice for every sin that was ever committed. So what is the purpose and subject of all the Bible? is to show and make clear to all God's creatures, including man, is to provide salvation through Jesus Christ for a lost and dying world. So from Genesis to Revelation, Jesus Christ is presented solely as the only Savior. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. Neither is salvation any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now, that's why it troubles me today when I see different preachers on TV and, and read their books and, and their commentaries and they talk about everything in the world except Jesus Christ. I was <coughs> talking to little Ronnie the other day and he said, Preacher, you would be surprised if you traveled across the country like I do and you listen to what preachers are preaching today. You know? And I said, What do you mean, Ronnie? He said they talk about everything in the world except Christ and the Lord Jesus Christ. They talk about marriage. They talk about counseling. <laughs> they talk about how to have a good life. Everything else in the world except talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what this book is for. That's the reason I preach the book. 
I, I just want to preach. Did you know the Bible preaches itself? You know that? If you if you just get along, you get to reading and studying, and you say something, <coughs> and you say, is that really true? And you get over here and you find out, yes, it's really true. God said it again. And over and over again, you find the Bible preaches itself. <coughs> Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you bless your people tonight. As we hold this book high and high and lift it up is your word. And you take your word and draw a picture, a word picture, of God the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ. So when we read the Bible, help us to reverence the Bible and every word in it. Because it's pointing to the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Teach us to love it more. Love your word and love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's sing something, please. Please don't do this one. You know it.